You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Joe Clark, good morning to you today. Good morning, Richard Sweatman. How are you, brother? I'm very well. Lovely to hear your voice today. Mm. And uh, as we record, I'm feeling a little more aware of our listeners. Uh yeah. After a f- another conversation on Sunday with, um, yeah, uh, one of our l- lovely women from uh, one of our congregations shared that uh, she listened to our podcast on a long car journey. Ah, oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> that nice. nice. What did she? What did she comment on? Like, what was got her thinking? Oh, I think she um, just uh, partly loved hearing voices of friends, people she knew, and mm. um, partly got her thinking about. Um, well, I actually didn't take go the next question. That's what I should have asked, isn't it? Though? <laughs> so, what was your, Sometimes I just get <laughs> I get distracted by them talking about the podcast with me, and I don't actually ask them what they think. <laughs> yeah, tell me your strategy here, because this I, I want to learn from your wisdom here. Oh, okay. I literally just say, "Oh, what did it make you think about?" Because <laughs> I'm tempted to talk about the podcast more and my experience of, "Oh, it's been so strange to be a podcaster. Mm. How weird!" But I'm trying to. I'm very good at being self-focused, so I've tried to focus on what they've been thinking yeah. about or learning about. Well, I'm going to borrow <laughs> that question shamelessly. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so everyone who ever wants to talk to us about the podcast, consider yourself forewarned from now on. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you been up to, Richard? Oh, look, I, I wish I could share something more exciting this week, but uh, my story is that I have painted my driveway in the last week. You, you painted your yeah, driveway. Look, this is this is my life very sadly but we you know our house we've got this pebble creek driveway which is crazy because it's on a massive slope it feels like 45 Mm. degrees it's probably not but that's what it feels (laughs) like and it's a very poor choice for a driveway because it's horrendously (laughs) slippery um and under the trees as well i figured that would add to it it's like a ball bearing effect of all the little gum nuts and sticks (laughs) and leaves there so it's we often have to sort of skid up that driveway in our cars and I've slipped over, especially when it's wet, trying to get the bins down, up and down. And I finally figured uh, there must be a solution here. And so I found a product called Treadrite, uh, which is kind of like a gritty, sticky thing and spent a, a day, day or two days cleaning the driveway and then rolling this clear, sticky stuff off on. And so... Uh, um, I'm hoping now that I don't have a slippery driveway, I'm not going to fall over, we're not going to skid off into one of our walls or carport, uh, and um, <laughs> life, life will go on with less drama. <laughs> so have you had any noticeable results yet, or are you kind of waiting with bated well, breath? Well, yeah, a bit waiting. Like you can sort of feel the grittiness with your hand, but I feel like I need to do a test run. I'll get into my least grippy shoes on a wet day, and so... <laughs> sort of um, run down the driveway and see what happens. But, <laughs> or you do the, it's a two-bin day. I'm going to put both bins out at the same time because I'm willing to risk yeah, slipping exactly. over. <laughs> I think that's what I might do. Well, I'm in Lake Macquarie Council, so every week is a two-bin day, is a two-bin week for ah. us. Yeah, yeah. Actually, now I say that, that's the same for us as is well, it? yellow and green. Yeah, yeah. yeah and red. Anyway, that's, uh, well, that's well I have, um, I have, a question to ask. Mm-hmm. I've discovered through taking my MTS trainees to Meriwether Baths over the years, yep. 
Um, and again, this week with my mum's been visiting and we've gone to Meriwether Baths. And of course, some of those days in the last week have been hot and beautiful days mm. for being at the baths. And of course, if anyone's ever been to Meriwether Baths, the car park is atrocious. Yeah. Um, and there's that very low, most close to the baths section where it's a no through road. So you have to turn around and everyone's going everywhere. That's the A-lister parking that one. If you Yeah, yeah. Now, I think how you park and how you consider that car, that lowest, closest car park, A-list car park, reveals something about your personality. <laughs> so, Richard, on a busy day, would you just not even try it, not even go down there, not even look, just go straight up the hill or even park on the street, never even bothering to try the yeah, car Yeah, you park. know me too well. I don't even – I park on the opposite side of that main road and go through the tunnel. That's uh, – Yeah. Really, yeah. Okay, yeah, which would ultimately, I think, probably be more efficient. <laughs> but I am a who dares wins car oh, park good girl. On you. Yep. I'm all about the you never know when you might come up with the sweetest park and that's a sense of victory that you can have within yourself. <laughs> you're, 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 like, and, and so, you're like rolling the dice on this car park looking for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and this is not like a pray for a good park car park because no. I'm stressed out and have lots on my – it's just – for funsies, yeah. but I just love Who Dares Wins Car Park <laughs> because it's like I'm going down there, it's really low odds that I'll get a park, but I am going to try because this is a good park. I like that And phrase. when I'm wet and sandy, <laughs> anyway, there's, you know, I, I haven't found a, a accompanying name for the people who park more conservatively. Um, it could be like a Who Doesn't Dare consistently achieves a consistent yeah. park. <laughs> Nathan Boring would, would describe me fine there, Joe. <laughs> oh, don't be too harsh on yourself. I think you would save a lot of energy of disappointment. But yeah. anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. Meriwether Baths car park, it's not special, but there was a serious car park issue on the week, <laughs> no. during the week. And so it, it really came to a head for me. And I got a terrible park. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say you, everything came together and you got a brilliant park and everyone was amazed yeah. at you. Who dares lost oh, this no. time? Did you, are you a stalker? Anyway. Are you a car park stalker? Uh, a bit. I'm, I'm very much affected by whether other people are behind me or not. Yeah. So I'll stalk if I think that it's not going to affect anyone else yeah. on the road. But if it's if there's, I'm not a bold stalker. You would, would you yeah. wait there while the mother un, puts all three children in the car and, and folds up her, her huge pram and for over a 10-minute period holding up someone behind you? <laughs> This is a great question. If I was holding up someone behind me, no. <laughs> but if it's just if it's just me and the the mum, I give her a big friendly smile and wave, like no pressure, no hurry, yep. and then I'd sit there just chilling yep. because I've won. Yeah. I've dared <laughs> and I've won. Oh, that's great. All right, I'll think of you next time I go around to mirror with the bars car park. <laughs> and what about you? What have you been reading in the Bible? Oh, well, uh, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, reading through Romans carefully and slowly and was just mm. massively convicted by Romans chapter 2, verse 1 uh, in mm. the past week. And uh, I will read that to you, Romans 2, verse 1. You, therefore, have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else. For at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Mm. Now, that got me thinking for um, mainly because... Um, I am someone who passes judgment on others. And that, that's probably an insight I've had more recently in, in recent years. Um, I think myself, maybe others as well, naturally think of myself as easygoing, not judgmental, 
Um, or if I do judge on other people, it's not something I do myself. Um, I'm not a hypocrite, but I think mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, that's been more exposed. And to be so, this verse is saying, you people, whoever you might be, who judge others for doing something wrong, well, you're basically condemning yourself because you do the same things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's quite true. Anything, anytime I judge someone, um, think negative thoughts, critical, however, I have done that same thing myself or I'm even doing that same thing myself. Mm-hmm. So to think of a, a tr- some simple examples, um, I've uh, failed to, um, I've been too slow at a traffic light. I've sat there for five or 10 seconds after it's gone green. <laughs> and uh, I judge people for that, but I've done it myself. Um, mm. I have been a poor, com- I've judged people for their poor communication, um, mm. but I've, I've been a poor communicator myself. Um, mm. And so reading that verse just got me thinking, yes, I have judged myself and I am mm. in need of God's grace uh, mm. as much as, as anybody. And uh, mm. yeah, so that was convicting. Yeah, I'm refreshed by that that final few sentences you just said of the our need for God's grace because that's what a verse like that does, isn't it? I can hear it in what you're saying, mm. and it, I'm I'm glad for that reminder that as we look at our fellow brothers and sisters, a fellow men even, mm. and we see their sin, and and we're also shown our sin mm. in that verse, we think, okay, thank you, God for me, for reaching down into this broken world through your son. Mm. I'm, yeah, I'm very thankful for that, but also, yeah, it's a good reminder, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to yeah, rest in God's grace and be less judgmental. Mm. Um, but, uh, Joe, what have you been reading and thinking about lately? Well, I, I mentioned a book, Together Through the Storm, A Practical Guide to Christian Care by Sally Sims uh, the other week, and it had this great exploration of, of suffering and some Bible passages to read with someone um, and work with someone through. Uh, But the book also shines towards the end. There's a very practical chapter, which is just excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called Practical Guides, Guidelines for Visiting People. Yeah. And it's essentially trying to speak into really coaching you about the moment where you're sitting with someone who's suffering, how to get ready for that, how to walk in, what to do, Um, when you're with them and just generally your posture as a fellow Christian sitting with someone who's suffering or even if they're not a Christian. What I've loved about the chapter is as I've read it, I spent a lot of time talking to people about suffering and hard times sitting with people and I just love the reminder to be prayerful before going in. So you want to get informed about the situation, the person you're visiting, for instance, um, say you're going to hospital or you're going to someone's home, but you also want to be really prayerful beforehand mm. and asking God to to give you wisdom, to work by his spirit through you. And it has this really great section which says, be ready to represent Jesus faithfully, that that's a wow. big goal I want to have as I go sit down with someone who's suffering. And I thought, oh, yes, thank you. I just loved that phrase, be ready to represent Jesus faithfully. And it just made me think, okay, am I am I just rocking up to sit down with someone or am I really thinking this is an opportunity to represent Jesus faithfully? Yeah. This is more about Jesus than it is about me or even the other person suffering. And I love that reminder. Um, That's really good. It was good. I, mm, I can mm. imagine a chapter like that would be so helpful because 
you'd be tempted in, at times to think, oh, I should just go visit that person or yes. uh, tell someone, hey, can you go visit that person? And then everyone thinking, well, how do I actually do that? That's too intimidating yes. and it might not happen. Yes. Yeah. This chapter is essentially a how-to, mm. but it's a really good how-to. The interesting thing, the thing that got me thinking and just sparked off a follow-up thought was um, it has a little section about listening well and focusing on the other person and not the problem. And so it's really talking about being person-centered, being um, less about you and more about them. And I like how she subtly talks as well about it's bringing them, like really going to Jesus with them mm. in, their, in their moments, but doing that in a sensitive way. But it explores empathy and sympathy. And I know I'm the kind of person who falls into sympathy quite quickly and needs to cultivate empathy. And I thought it was just this little page and a half on empathy and sympathy. And I thought that was great. But it had this link um, to a YouTube clip about empathy versus sympathy. Okay. And I went and watched it. And it's by Brene Brown, who's very, very popular, has been over the last 10 years yeah. on on essentially care, self-care, all those kinds of things. Yeah. And it's this empathy, sympathy video. And it finishes with a line that I thought was fascinating. It said, what makes something better is connection. So she's arguing it's not about what you say, it's about how you're connected to that person. And I thought, Brene, you're so close but so far off. <laughs> <laughs> because what it isn't connection with another human that makes something better. It's connection with Jesus. Yeah. It's um, salvation and connecting with Je connect, like salvation connection with Jesus through a spiritual connection that is a salvation knowledge of God. All of that wrapped up, mm. which leads to a connection with other Christians, brothers and sisters in Christ. But it's also, at the very least, a human connection, which is still a gift of God. Mm. All of this connection is wrapped up in how God wants us to connect with him. Yeah. And so I just got thinking about connection and God and how Brene is so close. And I think she's really emphasizing some great things about empathy, mm. but um, that connection with God is how we want to be focusing when we're, when we're spending time with people suffering. And that as we empathize with them, the next mo movement would be, how do I help this person connect with God? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, what do you think about that idea? Oh, no, that's really cool. Yeah, I think um, as bringing those ideas together, representing Jesus and bringing people's mm. attention to God, um, mm. that just seems so right, like uh, mm. as we um, coming out of scriptures. Um, mm. But uh, it makes me want to read the chapter and think, how do we, yeah, what are the ways of uh, yeah, bringing people to, to Jesus and, um, yeah, as you're caring for people who are suffering? Yeah, because I think I, I it was a corrective for me mm. because I had started to very subtly started to think rest on my skills as a listener, yeah. which aren't very good, yeah. <laughs> rather than thinking what this person needs is God. Yeah, they need they need connection with God. They need to remember about Jesus, and how I do that is gently and carefully and thoughtfully and lovingly and prayerfully. All those things, not. It's not about me yeah, and connection yeah. with me. And so I was really thankful for that reminder. But I do think the YouTube video is pretty good, this yeah. Brene Brown okay. one. So I worth, we'll include it in the show notes, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Mm. Mm. All right, we better finish there, I think. 
Yes. But good to chat, Richard. Great to chat, Joe. And uh, mm. I look forward to catching up with you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Bye. Bye.